Two friends from a small town in West Virginia have one thing in common, a love of hip-hop. So it's only right that they get together to wax poetic about what they love. This is Hip-Hop Manifesto. Twitter message sent. Ha-ha. Oh. And your phone goes off. <laughs> the bad part is I've had to set up for a while. And still, every time you update on Twitter, I'm like, oh, man, I just got something. Like, I don't know that you just click submit. That's funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I chew through this, this dinner that, met, that uh, Chivalry made for me. Worst dinner ever. Welcome to Hip Hop Manifesto. <laughs> you still want to call it that. Welcome to Hip Hop. <laughs> hip Hop as it happens. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's not a bad title. Welcome to, hey, we're both off work. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, there we go. But uh, Hip Hop Manifesto, uh, we, we do still exist. I told y'all we was going to eventually get together and, and try to record again and we're, we're going we're going to try things out, see how it goes, and I think we'll have a fun time with it. So let me introduce you to the man of the hour. It would be one Matthew Chivalry Spencer. How's it going? Uh, I'm sitting here trying to chew some food I made. Uh, Hyphen's over here with me, and I made honey sesame chicken. Sounds good in theory until uh, you did whatever the hell it I did to it. Right. <laughs> and I kind of made like this uh, crystallized caramel-like candy stuff on top of my chicken, which has made it really, really chewy. <laughs> that might not be very hip-hop, but whatever. The rice was salvageable. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so today's show, uh, we just kind of picked 10 albums, mostly at random, that we eliminated a lot of albums when it really came down to it, that we just, we enjoyed for whatever reason, or they, they came to mind and we figured, hey, you know, we can have a good conversation on that. Yes. There are a lot of albums that you would say, hey, if you're going to do a hip-hop show, you need to include these songs, or, or sorry, these albums. But if their song, or if an album's really been discussed a lot, or is uh, kind of like on someone's top ten list easily, then we probably eliminated it from this short list here today. Just because there's enough talk about that. You want to hear people talking about uh, life after death or uh, all eyes on me well there's plenty of places you can go listen to that definitely and um like we really like like you would say we was really trying to focus on um not picking like the the big songs the big albums i mean like there's if you look at the list there's probably gonna be some stuff like oh my god that's a classic album you're you're a liar but i mean at the same time it's not a classic album in our opinion and it's or it hasn't really stood the test of time now right where it might have been huge when it came out, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's that was only good at the time. It's, it's not that hot right Or it's anymore. something that you you hear it after so many years, you're like, oh my God, I used to love this album. That kind of yeah. shit. And there are a bunch of albums, too, that we decided that we both haven't listened to in entirety enough to discuss it. So there will be albums that, like, say, I would really, really like. The hyphen may have only given a few spins. Like The Roots Come Alive. Or uh, Love, Peace, and Nappiness. Yeah, something like that, which nice random albums to have. But for sake of conversation, we're just, uh, we didn't include those. So here are 10 random albums 
that we enjoyed that maybe you'll enjoy if you hadn't listened to already. Or if you have uh, maybe some things that you never thought about the album. Yeah. Now, um, got a couple of announcements to make now. Uh, the website is not no longer with us. We're no longer located at hiphopmanifesto.org. What happened is it was the home of the blog, of course, and Shiv called me. He's like, yo, the blog's, the, you want to re-up the, the address? And I was like, sure, at first, but then I thought about it. And, like, I, I wasn't really putting up content you couldn't find anywhere else, you know? I didn't feel like we were bringing you what our original plan was to do with the blog. Because the original plan, excuse me, the original plan was, like, to, like, just do, we are trying to be a different blog, which is hard when, like, there's, like, 50 blogs, hip-hop blogs, that post new content every single day, even if it is the same content on every blog. But we were just trying to bring you a different angle. But then we just have the time, and and our signals got crossed sometimes, and it just didn't work out. So It was kind of overly ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of good quality hip-hop blogs out there. Like Two Dope Boys. Yeah, like or Not Boys. Right. Not Right, of course. You so. heard that new or misinfo? <laughs> yeah, the trendsetter. Um New music, new music cartel. Why are you giggling? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but what we did is we let we let the domain go, and we actually moved off of Potomatic because fuck Potomatic. <laughs> I yeah, hate... I don't know what they did to us, but fuck them. Well, <laughs> that's Matt getting the text message. <laughs> Someone's like, I like Potomatic. I was kind enough to uh, turn my phone on silent, but he's going to ding away apparently the whole podcast. So. Yeah, sorry about that. It's all right. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, no, but we, we actually got off Potomatic because had problems uploading. They only had, a, like, X amount of space. Mm. Like, and honestly, like, the website is, like, you can figure it out how to get shit uploaded, but it's so ass backwards how they designed that site. And then you had your bandwidth issues at times. And we, what we've done is um, I actually moved all of our podcasts to archive.org. And I started a blog, like, not a, yeah, technically a blog. I got us a new address at hhmpodcast.blogspot.com. And so all of our podcasts are located on that page. And they're streaming from from archive.org. And that's our new home. And that's how we've been doing it for the past few months. But the big news that happened to us. Oh, this is big. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I thought so. Maybe I did. I'm not talking about Rock the Bells. No, I wasn't going to talk about that either. Okay, well, you go ahead then. No, I, I was just trying to hype up what you were saying. It's hard being your hype man on podcasts. <laughs> when you're like, no, you don't know what way I was going with it. Well, maybe I did. What well, doesn't matter? It's like hip-hop. I wasn't going to say hooray. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> you ruined everything. Uh, no, the big Okay, yeah, what's the big news? The big news. Tell, oh, what is it? We're on iTunes. I knew that. That's why I was getting They that. didn't know that. I know. We were on iTunes That's why before. I said it was big news. Well, you were right. I was echoing it. I, see, he was doing the way he's supposed to See, be. I knew it was big news. We're on iTunes now, and before... Hey, like, we're legitimate. <laughs> pretty much. Like, Potomatic, for some reason, it doesn't, re- it doesn't recognize Potomatic, like, like, so it won't, it won't accept you. But as soon as I set up this blog or whatever and put up our shit on archive.org... Like it, like it was like day later. You're you're approved on iTunes, so you can find us on iTunes now, and we really appreciate it if you do find us there. That you leave us a review, and and hopefully more people will listen, and there'll be more incentive for us to keep recording these because we we plan on keep going. But maybe if she was like, man, people are listening to us, let's make it a point to record a podcast. Yeah, maybe and maybe we like, do it more than once a year. <laughs> there you go, because <laughs> we haven't done an episode since last April. 
on a, well, it was on the Hip Hop Manifesto anniversary when you gave me that. Well, this is the way I look at it. If you're just now getting to Hip Hop Manifest, you've not listened to a single episode. Man, you got tons of back content to listen to. It's five episodes. Five episodes. That's like five years. And of technically, stuff for it's us. three episodes because we broke them up because they were so long. That's okay. <laughs> Part of the plan. So really, three episodes. We're trying to make you think it's five. Sneaky like that. Well, it happens. So yeah, that's our that's our big news. We're on iTunes. We've moved. Uh, we're still living in the same houses. No, I moved. I don't live in the same place since we last did a podcast. Whoa. You don't? No. Wow. No. I still live here. <laughs> here being in Morgantown. Do you happen totally to Totally on Ustream right now. You could see us. Hey! This lovely uh, curtain behind us and some uh, hilarious uh, <laughs> pictures like this one here. Which is my cat on my head. <laughs> that, that's pretty hip-hop. I know. <laughs> Rocking the Spider-Man shirt, son. Street cred. I need a haircut really bad. You got a pilot. I'm sorry. I, I have no excuse for me. It happens. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should uh, go ahead and kick things off. Really, because we've kind of bullshitted. And, and we've got, we, got, we got a nice banner going, ban- yeah. banter going, you know? We're professional bullshitters. Yeah, so uh, so I think we should get into it. So I will let you pick the first album out of this list that we have. Okay, uh, let's see. So many. Uh, well, there's only ten. <laughs> so I think start with Like Water for Chocolate. Like Water for Chocolate. Now, this is how I'm going to kick it off, like this. Hit it! Okay. <laughs> like Water for Chocolate was released in 2000 by Common, or better known as Common Sense, or Lonnie Rashid, or as Queen Latifah's love interest in Just Right, which was released a few weeks ago. And DJ Schemes gave it a thumbs up. <laughs> but uh, this is my favorite Common album. And some people may be like, oh what? my god, there you go. Some people may be like, oh what? my god, what about Resurrection? <laughs> like, what about Resurrection? Or, or some people are like, what about B? Or, or uh, what was the last, the joint he did before? Electric Circus? No, no not Electric Circus. Yeah, some people might that. think Electric Service, <laughs> Circus is going to be his best album. Uh, Give me a dollar, or can I have a dollar? That was his first album. And then there was uh, the one, the album he did. All right, that don't matter. <laughs> this is my favorite comment album. That's the point I'm trying to get to. Against okay? all those so good, they need not be named. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to have to pull this list up here. If he doesn't know, it's not what we're talking about. Apparently. No, no. I will. Oh, great. No, man. Oh, there it goes. There it Common's going to hate us. Com- I don't care. Sorry, Common. If you're actually listening to it, I love you. Common, I love you too. I love you more than Queen Latifah. But I won't kiss you. Do you love him more than the Venus and Serena Williams sisters? No. Not at all. And that'd be kind of gay. It would be. Awkward silence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. My internet is not working. Your internet is not working. Yeah, way to mess that up. Oh, whatever. So but, anyway, yeah, this is his favorite album, and it's actually my favorite common album. Is it? It is. I thought Resurrection would be your favorite album. No, I mean, I'm an old school guy. I like my old school albums, but <laughs> for real... This is the album that introduced me to Common. Like, I didn't actually get on the Common until this album came Get out. on the Common? Yes. <laughs> Are you down with the Common? He's like the Batman. He's it. like the goddamn Batman. <laughs> 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 no, but this album came out in 2000. And the thing with this album, 
was he he like he had he'd been underground before he's from Chicago and like he had been kind of he he was common sense and he gotten like he got in a name argument with a band or something that's not even around anymore and so he he dropped it to common he uh did the album that had the Lauren Hill single on it that I can't remember and it's like not coming up on the fucking computer right now might be wikipedia i don't the know abortion song yes yeah yeah that, that one i didn't like that song you didn't like that song no i didn't i was i wasn't a huge fan either i like lauren hill lauren hill if you're listening i'm coming to see you in dc sometime in august that's right <laughs> rock the bell son all right, I'm gonna find this album. Universal Mind Control is another album that we didn't include. That that was his most recent album. He actually has an album coming up. Uh, I've seen the title of it a few times. One day it'll make sense. That's the album that had the uh, Lauryn yeah. Hill single. Yeah. And then like Water for Chocolate, so we're talking about the reason <clears throat> that made this album different. Common kind of kicked off the whole neo soul movement of the early 2000s. I feel like because he was working a lot with uh, with Questlove on the album and. The Soulquarians. The Soulquarians. I was, yeah. yeah. And that's when Questlove was doing like albums for D'Angelo and Erica Badu. Yeah. That's when they had that whole circle, just music coming and out. You and had uh, high quality material. R&B artists like Jaguar Wright and oh, Indy yeah. R.E. And you can't forget about Jaguar. Macy Gray and... Uh, Macy? Macy never like, really... There's like the Jazzy Fat Nasties were coming out back yeah. then. Uh, a lot of singers like that. Like almost like... What you would consider like a singer songwriter thing if they were in the seventies, but they were doing R and B, hip hop, soul stuff, and it had a very unique sound to it. And right. it's one of the reasons that I'm glad we included this album because this of all the common albums, like if he ever had his own sound for like two seconds, this was it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Before every song was about sex, he did this album. <laughs> this, this song this album is so amazing to me because of how fluid it is like there, it feels like one constant sound all the way through. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he did sixteen songs. It feels like he did one big song of with sixteen different sounds to them. Yes, like the and honestly, when I first listened to the album, like I think I think your track no the track listen is fine. The honestly, when I first got it in two thousand, I hated the first two songs. And time traveling is like a real. It's it's like a real slow, uh, um, I don't know what to call it. Like it's just a it's a build up and it's just a slow like. It's all instrumental. Yeah, and then Heat is Heat is like being a hip hop fan. Heat was actually awkward, you know. I can see that. That makes sense. I pre but the funny thing is I went back now and listened to them, and I appreciate them more at this point than I did back then. And this is actually Tom Traveling playing right now. Like, I love Tom Traveling now, but hearing in 2000 as a 17-year-old, I was like, oh, this one, whatever. So, uh... Yeah, it's kind of too Erica Badu for me when I first heard right. it. I was like, I like Erica Badu for, like, a few songs, but I'm not going to be putting that in the car. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one's staying in the, in the house. <laughs> In the bedroom, but maybe. one of my one of my favorite DJ Premier beats is on this album though, and that was the Sixth Sense. Um, oh, the Sixth Sense is an amazing song. Yeah, it's one of the, I think honestly, if you had to listen to one song off this album, you want to listen to the Sixth Sense. I think it may be the only song that Common and DJ Premier have done together. Front of two inch glass, some A-Rabs, I order fries. Inspiration when I write, I see my daughter's eyes. I'm the truth. 
across the table from corporate lies, immortalized by the realness I bring to it. If revolution had a movie, I'd be theme music. My music could either fight, fuck a dream to it. My life is one big crime. No. What's the other one? Well, they did a bunch of songs. They did the game and the people. Or no, that's that all Kanye. Kanye. That's all Kanye. Yeah. There was there was a DJ Premier Scratches. Yeah. On that's what I was thinking. The game, I think, or on the people. They didn't do anything for the older albums. No, I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure, unless he was on Resurrection, which I don't think he mm. was. And if I could get this stupid track listing to come up, I could tell you. If the he Sixth was. Sense, though, DJ Premier produced beat and. Despite that, it still fits in really, really well with the sound of the album. Yeah. And lyrically, it, it's it's a really incredible album. Now, yeah, Common, Common just... Like, people say Resurrection was his best work, but Common really went to a certain place on his album. And <laughs> eventually that place led him to Electric Circus, which I have never listened to and I probably never will. Shiv has listened to it, so he may enjoy it more than... More than uh, me, I do. Here's the easy way to compare the two albums. When you listen to like Water for Chocolate, you're like, man, this is soulful. And you think back to like old soul music. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is great. And it just seemed like Common's like, well, I'm going to keep going through time here with this huge delay. And I'm going to do a funky album. <laughs> and then you did Electric Circus where it was kind of like something straight out of an LCD trip, LSD trip, like back in the 70s or something. You're like, what the hell the just one happened single- to me? The one single that got released was probably the most hip-hop song on that whole album, right? Come Close, which eventually became the wrap-up. And that didn't even feel right on that album. It's Come Close to Me, Baby. Like, that was easily That's, a single. But. That video was, well, when she was deaf, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he had all the cue cards and all that. Uh, it was Anyway, don't listen to that uh, album. Listen to this album. <laughs> yeah, Like Water for Chocolate is what we're really talking about. Doing now, It is a good song in this album, too. It reminds me a lot. For whatever reason, of uh, uh, reasonable doubt, when Jay Z did, uh, hold on. <laughs> wow, I re- no, I can't remember. Oh man, it Google was on my head this entire thought. Thank you. You did that? Yeah. Anybody I- can do that. That's Google. You're lying. <laughs> but doing it. My train of thought is that of a hustler Or a nigga with his shirt off Trying to get his work off to customers I rap with a chip on my shoulder Squeezing Corona t-shirts Say we gotta get over That jiggy shit is over The war is on I only wanna be a soldier I'm holding on to a culture Focus like Gordon Parks when it's sort of dark But niggas flooded with ice My thoughts the art It's just, I, I don't know, maybe it's because it's repetitive do it, do it, do it, do it. But it's just like feeling it it reminds me a lot of feeling. It reminds you of feeling it? Just be just like now, the tempo of the song. I like both songs. I could listen to I them. Can, I'll put them back to the it is Feeling it is so chill. Like, dun, 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 dun. And then you got doing it. That's a good one. I guess tempo-wise, it's really not like that. <laughs> For whatever reason, in my head, they're mashed up together. Right. Uh, one of my favorite songs on here is The Questions, featuring most stuff. And basically, it's, all, it's them making... Is rapping through questions pretty much. They were like, why do I need ID to, to get, get ID? ID. <laughs> That's one of my favorite You're lines. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The questions. What? <laughs> questions. What? <laughs> the questions. Oh, yeah, oh. You have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So on this, uh, yeah, give this album a listen. If you haven't, it's it deserves its place in hip-hop history. It's not going to be on a top 100 list, most likely. Right. But it's a good quality album. It, it's really, it really is. And honestly... Pretty much, like, 
you may not like Tom Traveling in Heat. You may have been like me. But from Cold Blooded all the way through Pops Rap 3, kills it, yo. And one of my Thelonious it features a Dilla beat that I absolutely love. It's one of the few Dilla beats. Yes, I'm saying it. I'm not a big Dilla fan. One of the few Dilla beats. I'm like, oh my God, that beat's amazing. Uh, Nag Champ, Champa, however you say that, I don't care. A film called Pimp features uh, MC Light. And it's actually common being a pimp and talking to this girl trying to say, you need to be with me. And she's like dissing him, like, fuck you. Why do I want to hang out with you? And then probably probably my, my favorite song on the album is a song called Payback is a Grandmother. Wow, even more than Six Sense. Yes, I wow. love Six Sense, but Payback is a Grandmother is awesome. I'll tell you why. It is a story song. And Common gets a call in the middle of the night. And his grandmother was on a party boat in Chicago, like a gambling boat or something like that, right? And, um... She got robbed. <laughs> and so Common basically tells a story about how he uh, tracks down, he finds out who uh, robbed his grandmother, and then it ends very badly in a bunch of gunshots as the song goes off. It's, it's a high-quality song. Yeah, if you want to delve more into the world that is Common Sense albums, this is a good place to go yeah. to if you haven't ever been there. I would recommend this, and I would recommend Resurrection, of course, Be in Finding Forever, and... And Universal Body Control wasn't bad. He just, he was, like, he probably, he's a bad rap for that. But Universal Mind Control was just more him trying new sounds. And I don't mean trying new sounds as an electric circus. <laughs> trying new sounds. I just feel like he um, wanted to make a, a more danceable album, you know? Yeah. Like, just something that had more of a feel to it. Because Common's normally, he, his voice is laid back. So his, his songs is normally laid back. He just wanted to have something that was more up-tempo. And so that's um, what uh, Universal Mind Control was. But, Common has such a diverse catalog of types of albums. Yeah. It seems like he doesn't ever want to get locked down on one thing, so he's tried out so many different things. I think Like Water for Chocolate would be the type of album he would make if he was just consistently just trying to make songs instead of just trying to do new stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't just take away from this whatsoever. Like, this is still probably, like, one of his finer works. So Yeah, th- this would be the... This is definitely, for me, this is the Common album. This exactly. Is, like, this is the Common's best album. So with that said, <laughs> I think we should move on, because there's no better way of putting it than that. There you go. Next, next album I'm going to go with is a little album that came out in 2006, entitled In My Mind. And this album was actually made by Pharrell Williams. Now, you hear Pharrell Williams and you think, oh man, that little pretty boy from Nerd, the producer from Neptunes. Yeah, he's all those things. <clears throat> and he's not ashamed of it at all on this album. So don't think that I'm going to say, oh, he totally didn't act like that. No, Pharrell was a stuntastic motherfucker on this album. <laughs> don't get it twisted. But for years, like... um, But this from, isn't a Nerd album by no, any extent. No, it's his one and only solo album. And he has a solo mixtape too they did with DJ Drama. You may want to look into that too. But... uh. This this album, it, he put it out in 2006, and ever since Pharrell started getting on like hooks and songs and stuff, like ever since like the early 2000s, like I always wonder is he going to do the is he going to do R and B album because he, he likes to sing, and then he started rapping more, and it's like yo he might actually do a rap album. So I, I was kind of kind of wary going into this album, and then like you hear the first single, can I have it like that? That featured Gwen Stefani. I mean that I I ended up liking that song, but. Like that, that just wasn't the look that you thought you would hear from Pharrell at first. But getting into the actual album, it's it's pretty much like I said, one of the most ballerific things that I ever can tolerate listening to. 
Lyrically, it's not bad, though. No, that, no. Which is weird to say, because you think someone like Pharrell is talking about being a Ferrari Enzo and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, that ain't going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's he's damn skilled producer and lyricist. He's just, I guess... Putting the beats on is the day job. Yeah. He's like the Kanye West that didn't put out rap albums. There you go. Because I've always, ever since, I guess, the fucking uh, Drop It Like It's Hot verse, mm. I, guess, I guess it's the first time he really got on the joint and spit. Um, besides, his verses on uh, can't, uh, We Got It For Cheap Volume 2 were phenomenal, though. Yeah. When he's rapping with the Re-Up Gang. But on his album, like he goes everywhere with it. Like, Can I Have It Like That? That's just your normal single. Uh, how Does It Feel? Um, he actually it's, he like the first couple songs. They're just they're not, there's nothing like they're good songs. They're I'm not gonna say that they're saying anything. Best friend. He's basically talking about Chad Hugo, yeah. which is like his producing partner in the Neptune. So, like, who talks about their best friend on the track for real? Like most of the time, like rappers don't open up like that. And then song number five, you can do it too. This song has such an amazing beat. It's so jazzy and laid back. I actually rapped over it when I did my mixtape. That means irresistible. Yeah. If you are an MC. You need to never in a million years I imagine I get my thrills by listening to squills of the PJ wheels. As we land, I duck down. I stick my head up. My dick is being sucked down by a bitch named What Now. I look in her eyes, and the eyes are like an orange star. Look at the reflection of my foreign car, the R and R. I stick my feet out. You know the babes that's made of ill. You know the new shits with me go face right on the hill. I wasn't marching band. I was a skateboarder. The hook and the hook is so back, so laid back. He's like, you can do it with two young blood. You can do it with two young blood. And then at the end, he hits his refrain. Where he's just like, don't be afraid, look into the sky. It's, it's just an amazing opus. And the thing is, like, if you, I'm telling you all he's saying about the song, he doesn't say anything important the whole song, though. No. <laughs> he just made a dope song saying nothing. If he did say something on it, would be a hip-hop classic, and we wouldn't <laughs> be talking about it right now because it'd be too good. <laughs> exactly. And then, you, and then you have joints like Keep It Player that has Slim Thug, and Slim Thug always has good chemistry with Pharrell and Neptune. So... I understand why he left Star Trek, but I wish he would kind of come back eventually to it because they really have good chemistry. Angel, um, not a big fan of Angel. That's probably one of the weaker songs of the album. But key, um, that girl fe- that featured Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band and Snoop. That's just moved out. Oh, that that should have been the first single, honestly. If he went with that as his look instead of Angel and Can I Have It Like That, he yeah. may have sold more records, and we may be on like the second or third Pharrell solo album yeah. at this point. Uh, he had Jay on the song. And Young Girl, Pharrell's better on it than Jay is. Like, Jay, uh, and I don't mean like he outrapped him, but the song really didn't fit Jay. But this is, of course, retirement Jay. Like, this is like right. in the, before Kingdom Come Jay. So, and we all know his verses were hit or miss between Black Album and, and Kingdom Come. And some people may even say Black Album to American Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he also had he had his slowed out slow joints and stuff. He was getting his singing in. But one of my favorite songs that's on this album is actually "Baby" featured Nelly, and that is just a funked out dance groove, yo. I, I, I absolutely love it. Love how love it. But uh, just gushing about this album, man. <laughs> I love it in my mind. But we opened up the floodgates. <laughs> there's actually uh, another version of this album, though, and I'm gonna actually let you talk more about that. Um, it's called Out of My Mind, and what that was is Pharrell went to Questlove with The Roots, and he said, I want a remix in my mind, and I want you to produce all the songs for it. So he basically gave him the acapellas for In My Mind, and 
uh, what came out of those sessions was actually out of my mind. And, and that was actually in, technically called Pharrell Williams and the Yes Sirs. Yeah, for that's out true. Because the Yes Sirs were kind of like Questlove and his band that he was working with when he made it. Yes, sir. Um, but go, go ahead and tell him about it out of my mind, man. Well, there's only one thing I'm going to say about it. And really, it's like uh, the Black Album by Jay-Z when it came out. You're like, wow, Black Album has all of these like hits produced by like Timbaland and... Uh, I forgot who else produced on it. It was the beats were really, really good on that album. Like it, it's probably one of the better produced J albums, I think. But yet, despite all of that, somehow, and I don't know the full backstory to it, but the Black Album ended up getting redone by like every person in the universe. One of those being DJ Danger Mouse that did the Gray Album. I think that was an ego thing for Jay. He's like, I'm gonna put my capellas out and see what happens. Well. And they sued people. Beautiful <laughs> things happen when DJ Danger Mouse redid all of the Black Album acapellas to the Beatles beats that he kind of mashed together to put that. And to be honest, like they're two separate albums, like because of the beats, like it just changed the whole feel of the album. But the beats were so good on both albums. It's like you wouldn't know what to pick if you had to pick between the two. And it's really interesting, and I make that comparison because with this album, with In My Mind and Out Of My Mind, they both have amazing beats, and Questlove did a wonderful job on Out Of My Mind. There were flashing lights when we met, not the typical place you would be. In a flash of time, my mind was set, I knew you were the girl there for Like, I gotta be in a different mood, but I'll listen to it, and I like it just as much as in my mind, if not more, sometimes. Right. And if you like this album at all, and you haven't heard the other, check out that one. If you heard that one, then check out this one. If you right. haven't heard either, listen to them both. It's, and it's an experience. I will say that as much as I love Pharrell's version, you can do it too. Questlove beat the shit out of what he did on his version of it. Like, Easily. his version of You Can Do It Too is. Oh, it's beautiful. It's one of most if probably one of most of beautiful roots, compositions ever. Listen to that album, yeah. absolutely. But it there need to be more rappers going to Questlove and saying, "Yo, I need some beats, son. I need some beats." Real, yeah, for real. Like Jimmy Fallon's no idiot. <laughs> yeah, for real. He's one of the smart. That was one of the best moves the Roots made, honestly. And a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, the Roots are going to be on Fallon." Like the Roots are like the reason people still go to Fallon. <laughs> I was one of those people. I was mad nervous about that because I heard all types of stuff saying that they weren't going to go on tour anymore and all these other things. Right. But they really, just got to stay close. What a career move, man. That is huge. Yep. And Black Thought sings. Unbelievable. <laughs> he sings well. It's crazy shit. One of the most nasty lyricists in the game sings his ass off. It's like, fuck you. Off. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on to another album here. And, uh, yeah, why don't we just go with Joe Button? <sighs> okay. Joe Music Button. Music 2. Yeah. Joe Button. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you lead off on this. All right. Moo Music 2. Okay. Well, I'll give you a little background on Joe Button. <laughs> it's probably the best way I'll chime in when I can. Yeah. It'll be necessary. Joe Button was signed originally to... He's addicted to Angel Dust. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. That wasn't even necessary. But he, he, he got over it. He got better. 
Okay. Then you got that out of your system? You know, not? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You got anything else to say about Joey? He was on Twitter. It's, He's going to kick your ass. It's it's what? It's that hip-hop manifesto music. Okay, I'm done. All right. I think he's ready now. It's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Joe Button had a few singles back in the day with Just Blaze. Mainly Pump It Up. Pump It Up. And Fire. Fire. Great, yes. great songs. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the beats were incredible, and it was just a, a short relationship. And he had his debut album uh, after he had all the hype off the singles. And I'm going to say it's disappointing. I'm not going to say it's a bad album. I'm going to say it's disappointing because the relationship, I guess, fizzled with Just Blaze. He couldn't afford to pay. He couldn't afford Just Blaze anymore. More like, I mean, more like Just Blaze it. was making serious money then. It'd be, there were bigger rappers that probably couldn't afford that at the time. Yeah. But that's not where I'm going with this. He had he made incredible songs with just Blaze, and it's like the world forgot about Joe Button. And when they yeah. did that, I was one of those people, and I feel really bad about that because Mute Music One came out came out in two thousand and four. Yeah, I didn't even give it the light of day. I was like, oh, that's that guy that had those two songs that I liked, but I never really looked into it more. Yeah, and then Hyphen actually put me on to Mute Music Two, and I slept on it. I slept on it for a really long time because it was like eh, it's Joe Button. And I just, I, I don't know why I didn't give it a chance. And then when I did listen to it, I listened the fuck out of this album. And you yeah. can check my last FM. This is an amazing album. Like Joe Button, it's so interesting how he balances being very, very vulnerable and putting himself out there and being kind of sensitive and d- discussing anything that's on his mind, whatever it is. He's not afraid to take it there content-wise. Yeah. And yet still put out a banging ass album like something that actually hits kind of hard yeah and like like he was saying like nobody nobody was fucking with joe at this point like pete like def jam hadn't dropped them yet but i mean he was trying to work on his second album the growth and they kept saying no this ain't what we're looking this ain't what we're looking for this ain't they kept sending them back or whatever and then putting out garbage albums by ex-rapper i was about to say some rockefeller albums but i can't just rock like that because <laughs> i love everything the rock did up until the breakup he got this collection of songs. He did it. He released it in December of 2005. And I remember, like, I was always a junk. I have the first, I actually have a copy of the Joe Budden album, the CD. Like, I wanted a few people that bought that shit because I was like, yo, I like Joe Budden. And I was disappointed in the album too. But Moon Music 2 is, was hands down the best album of 2006. Easily. Easily. It's one of the best mixtapes that ever came out, and yet you probably still haven't heard of this album. I'm stuck between platinum and flop, underground and mainstream, conscious, backpack, scratch that same thing. I'm somewhere between the real and the fakeness, the red pill, blue pill, real and the matrix, and I can't take this. If the game needs a new look, I'm between the tummy tuck and the facelift, and everything I say in these pages is straight from the heart. Nine magazines, y'all can't And there's only like... Like there, I'm trying to. Look. I think he only used one instrument, one industry instrumental, and that was the Six Minutes of Death album. I mean, yeah. instrumental, and that was on the Cassidy album. But everything else was all new, produced, unreleased stuff, yo. And it's like, 
And the best thing about Joe, he just opens it wide open. Like, you'll hear rappers say, man, I had a bad day. I'm going to go drink. Joe Budden will say, I had a bad day from this moment on and tell you every single detail, no matter how personal. If he, if his girl got mad at him, he'll tell you. If, if some chick called him up and said she's pregnant, he's going to tell you. If his mom is on his case about not paying a bill or something, he's going to tell you. He, he opens it all the way open. And he'll squeeze all of that into, like, one verse. Right. And you're like, man, how could he tell me that much? It's like the Twitter of hip hop. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Like you talk about scuffing his Tim's on the way they're getting something, and you're like, man, that's so real because that's that's someone's day. Like, man, that happens to me. Like, that's yeah. incredible. And the thing is, it's so real and it's so personal, like that. That it really makes you think why there isn't more albums like this when anyone can talk about the nuances of their day. Mm -hmm. But yet nobody really does it on the level that Joe Budden does. Like in the first song, he's basically talking about what Brit, how, he how he accidentally got the girl he's with and he, uh, pregnant and now she has his kid, but he doesn't want to be with her anymore. Uh, yeah. And he really couldn't do it. Like the whole whole song is basically about him dealing, being in this relationship, dealing with his, his, his chick, and there's nothing he can do to change any of it. I mean, and... It's just an amazing song. And then as the album progresses, I feel like it gets better. Like, honestly, the only misstep on the album, like, I feel like after you get the three sides of a story, which is Joe Budden telling us the same story from three points of views, it's amazing. The only time the album drops a little bit is on Stained, which is the last joint on the album, because I feel like it drops because you just heard this emotional-ass story yeah. about uh, a girl and, her, like, her brother and the guy who uh, I guess she's seeing. I think I haven't listened to it in a while. And uh, then you get Stained, and Stained is a dope song, but it's just like you're so overwhelmed from what you just heard that it's kind of like it, you kind of feel the momentum drop when you go back to Stained. But uh, this mixtape actually introduced the world to one of our favorite characters. <laughs> yes, son! <laughs> Apparently, uh, Joey has a... I, I don't want to say manager. I know they, that he works for Joe Budden or works with Joe Budden, but he has this friend named Brandon, like in real life, in RL, <laughs> and uh, apparently Brandon does his voice, and he got he did got on the. Well, he produced some songs too, doesn't he? No, no. I don't think Killer Pretty VH had any credits oh, on that. I don't know that. Okay, but he just there's these two skits on the album, and he just he's like my he's like I'm gonna get on the mic, Killer BH like uh uh. Yo, y'all know who this? Your boy Jump Off Joe Button, aka that dude, BKA Fuck Niggas, aka Regular Joe, BKA. Did I say that dude? Anyway, y'all already know what it is. Repping that Jersey shit a day, all day. King of New Jersey, by the way. Cheers! I see you niggas. Listen, I hear y'all little niggas out there talking all that shit. Y'all think that y'all just be saying a little slick shit and I don't never hear it. I hear it. Like, my ears to the street, son. But, like, I don't even be replying to you little niggas, man. I don't fucking put out gold albums. I'm Grammy nominated. Fuck, I look like replying to you little stupid motherfuckers and shit. I'm too nice for all that. Sell! I tried to keep him in the cut. The first artist uh -huh. yes, signed to my motherfucking label. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, I ain't even I ain't even gonna say shit. Nah, son. One of you little niggas say something again. Say something. I swear to God. Say one more thing. Say that's all you gotta say. Say one more thing. I'm sending my little motherfucking man holler at you niggas. Y'all want Yo, killer BH. Yo, what really hood, son? Spit that shit, son. <laughs> Yo. 
Yo, my name is Brandon, and I'm the best. Laying down crack music, coming from my chest. All around the hood, they know I'm the man. Y'all ain't hot. I cool y'all niggas off like a fan. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. And then Joey just introduces them. Like, you're about to hear the hardest rapper you will ever hear. To Molly! Yeah. (laughs) He's like, he's unleashing something. After all these songs. I feel like y'all sneaking, son. That, that, it was so hard up to this point, and you you believe it. Based on how hard the album came up to this point, you're like, what the hell am I about to hear? And then you hear this, and it, it's the relief, man. It's 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 almost like uh, the... Uh, you need the, the tension break. Yeah. You it, need Killer BH. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's like Public Enemy. Yes, I... You know, like, like Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, he's the Flavor Flavor of Public yeah. Enemy albums. You're like, he really man, is. Chuck he, D just hit me over the head. Oh, look. But it's flavor flavor with this clock <laughs> around his neck. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh shit. I mean, it was necessary, but he said I'm about to drop on Def Jam and Cotch. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ill like yellow sneakers. Oh man. But it is it's a really good album. And actually, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh the version has a uh, uh DJ on point. And he did a really good job, like hyping up every single song. Yeah. Like usually, when you see a DJ with the tags on the song and the introductions and like Blue Kid song, on Bar Exam Three, yeah, you're yeah like, he's overdoing it. Don't ruin the songs for me like that. You're like going online seeing if you can find a no tag DJ version yeah. of the song. But then you hear DJ on point. And you're DJ like, on point is as important to this mixtape as Joe Budden. And you wouldn't think that. Like, how could someone go and drop a lyrical masterpiece and then you have someone be like, as we continue on. This is his song name. He just he, he just kept it he just kept it moving. And it's almost like you're in the club and then the DJ just knows what you want right. to hear and knows what he's got to say to keep the crowd going. Somehow DJ point on point did that with this album. Now there's one other thing I want to mention before we, we leave Joe Budden Moo Music too. Uh, one of the illest posse cuts of, that I've ever heard is on here and it's called Six Minutes of Death. And it's literally them rapping for six minutes fifty three seconds. Now almost who, seven minutes of death. Yeah. But at least they were realistic now, about that 53 seconds. <laughs> now, the original um, version of the song was on Cassidy's album, his uh, I'm a Hustler album. I'm, and, I'm a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it featured Cassidy, Fabulous, and Lil Wayne. I think, I think it was Wayne. Yeah, and Wayne. And that song wasn't bad. Like, I liked that song and enjoyed it, but it wasn't something I was going to listen to. Like, for like I have to hear this song. Like, I've listened to it probably about five song, five times since I've heard it. For but the names that were on that song, you think that you would have heard of that song by right. now, but you probably haven't. It was on the Cassidy album. Expect. Exactly. So and don't blame no offense to Cassidy. Yeah. I do. I'm one of the few people who do enjoy Cassidy. He's just had a rough career, yo. Now the six minutes of death I'm talking about on here features Stack Bundles, R.I.P., and Jay Mills. Now I ain't talking this this motherfucker Jay Mills that's on Young Money now talking about. Oh, I don't like the the hottest rappers on the double XL list this year. I'm better than all of them. Nigga, you sold out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm getting excited about this, but honestly, Jay Mills, right? Like he was uh he's from Harlem. He uh, had a deal at one point, and it just wasn't working out. It was one of those things where the the label didn't know what to do with him a couple times, and he he was dropping mixtapes. He's uh, on making the band like the like the original joint with the like rappers slaughtered all the rappers in the band. And was just murder him. Like he's honestly, he was a beast. And he just got to a point a few years ago where he he had this one kind of buzz single in New York, and he really he had no deal. He really was at the end of his rope. And Lil Wayne reached out to him, and ever since he's been loyal to these 
been loyal to Young Money. He's with Young Money. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But I mean, for him to come out of his mouth and be like, I'm better than these rappers, even though like he didn't he doesn't admit that he had to he had to sell out for him to be still relevant today. And I think that bothers me. Like it's one thing for him to like, all right, yeah, I did it, so what? I'm not the same rapper I used to be. But apparently he refuses to admit it, and the shit he puts out now doesn't even touch what he does before. But Mill sets this record off, yo. Like, the way that he comes on this record is amazing. Well, Mills break the block down from A to C. Yeah. I can supply you with work law, nigga. I'm like a temp agency. Ooh. I'm in the kitchen wood shield with the feet broke. Yeah. Soft white, got the table looking like a ski slope. Yeah. Fuck going out, me and my money eat up. And most niggas rap about money, but they be pro. I know. Mills does, I think Mills did uh, 16, and then I think, I think uh, Stack did 32, and then Button did 64 bars because they just doubled the bars. But the way Mills made such an impact, and he had the smallest verse. And that's not taking anything away from Stack or Joey because they both murdered it too. But I, I, I've been holding that Jay Mills comment in. So I apologize for going off the deep end and getting my Thomas DJ on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we mentioned uh, Jay Mills earlier before we were recording here. And I could tell you about exploiters. Like, no, I got to hold it back. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> so sorry you had to, to witness that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. But so, yeah, New Music 2. Like, best I'd say it's one of the best. Be, be, yes, best new music in music. a new music series. It, for me, it goes probably 2, 3, 1. 1 is good, though. I, yeah. put, one in, I put 1 in 3 about a tie. Um, I heard he's working on New Music 4, so we'll see how that goes. And it's going to be good if you caught any of the clips that were on any of the blogs that we mentioned earlier. There's yeah. Some pretty like, great expectations or expectations yeah. or something and a few other things. But Downfall. Downfall is amazing. If you don't have this album, I more than beg you to And it's a mixtape, so don't be paying yeah. for that shit. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to take money from Joe's pocket, but I mean, I don't, I don't know even know if he got it. If this shit that Kate had the barcodes on, if he even got a dime off that shit. So just go find it and download it. It's an awesome mixtape. And I would even go so far as to say it's one of the best hip-hop albums come out in the aughts, in the 2000s, whatever. You, I don't, what is the aughts? I've never even heard of this. I, I heard it. I heard it. Like, you know how people say 90s and 80s? Apparently, we just came out of the aughts. And I don't know what the fuck aughts means. I think somebody told you the wrong thing. No, I'm, I, they used it several times on a television show. Oh, it's TV. It was Reno 911, though. Oh, well. <laughs> now I'm playing. That's a very credible source. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> oh, man. Are so you that, in that mood yet? I sure am, buddy. So uh, you pick mood music, correct? Absolutely. So uh, I think it's time that we go to a little carnival. Little Carnival. And when I say Little Carnival, I'm talking about The Carnival by Wyclef Jean. And this is one of those albums that if you just heard us say that, you're like, what are you talking about? This album was big. But really, I mean... Yeah, it was big. and not, No, no, I never felt like... I guess, I guess it was kind of big. Kind of, yeah. But... It was never as big as what you would probably think that it was that big. Right. <laughs> that made any sense. That made all. no sense at all, but thank you for saying that. Now, one of the best things about the carnival, it it literally feels like you're listening to a movie on record. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good backup there. Yeah, I can't agree more. Yep. <laughs> you couldn't have said that better if I said it myself. <laughs> but the but this album is he was the first Fuji to drop. 
Yes. Nice washer and dryer in there, by the way. Thank you. Fancy. I'm going to come over and use that shit. Bowling. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but he first was First Fuji to drop. First so- Fuji dropped After a solo album. all the Fuji success. Yeah. The Fuji, which was unbelievable. The Fuji's blew up in 1995. They blew the world up in 96, yo. La, la, la. It's natural. So Wyclef comes out. Bring. Wyclef was still had a lot of buzz still at this point. He did, but honestly, everybody was checking for Lauren. Yeah. Lauren was the star of the Fugees. Easily. Like, I don't like. I don't even know. Like, why, like the single for this album was "We Trying to Stay Alive," and that was, of course, the um, the hip hop version of the Fugees classic song "I'm Staying Alive." Well, the video was kind of like the West Side Story joint, sir. So, uh, yeah, the West Side Story joint with Clef in a fucking pantsuit and a, a leisure suit <laughs> with no mustache. <laughs> What about Milky Sadek? <laughs> John Forte, take the microphone and sway it this way. I'm more than just a rhymer. You still a small timer. Hoping that the game treat that ass a little kinder. Every step tangoed. Yo, beef don't concern me. I'm eating mangoes in Trinidad with attorneys. Yeah. My food slang flow worldwide. Like Yo, fuck that. That's one of the dopest intros ever. <laughs> John Forte actually got out last year. Wow. Yeah, he, he finally got out for that liquid coke shit. Good for him. So... This is something I gotta say about this album because okay. I've listened to it like maybe about a month or so ago. Yeah. And when I think back to this album, I think of like really pop like really catchy like hooks like uh Wantanamera yeah. and uh what else is on it? Uh not Bubble Goose, but like Bubble Goose is catchy? It is catchy. Well I'm this Bubble Goose was not the one that gone to November and yeah, you know. Gone wow, to November was so the big song. Pop like and you're like, Why Clef is so pop? But then you listen to like how he comes on some of these verses? He's rapping his ass off. And Wyclef it's can come hard, and you're like, man, Wyclef Pause. just came really... I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wyclef like, has a lot... He, he slept on his Like, you can tell years. that he was... I'm going to say the mastermind behind... The, the driving force, rather, behind the Fugees. Not to take anything from, from Lauren. I'm not going to include Prize. Prize just showed up in rap, kind of. I mean, but he was an integral part of the group. <laughs> but uh, Clef was the driving force because, I mean, he was the producer. And, of course, like, you can tell by the songs that he's made and made millions off of. He's a great songwriter. And the thing it, it does, the thing is, it comes through on the album, but at the same time, he was respecting his hip-hop roots. Because he makes songs like Apocalypse, where he's singing on the hook, like, Apocalypse, one, two, Bread Nine News just broke through. Like, and you're like, what? But then he gets on there, and he's just telling this whole story about all it, it, Like, his flow is really remarkable on this album, I feel like. And I feel like he covers a lot of topics, all while still respecting his Haitian roots as well. Yeah. Because he, he had, at the end of the album, he had Jasper and Yele and Carnival, which were all, like, uh, island, I guess it had the island vibe to them, because I can't think of the actual word, and I don't want to say it wrong, so I'd be like, oh, you're racist, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but... And to avoid us sounding ignorant. <laughs> there you go. And this album actually was called uh, um, Featuring the Refugee All-Stars, because everybody, all f- um, Prize is on it several times, Lauren was on it several times, and then you had people like... Uh, uh, John Forte, who like he was like the breakout star of the album, honestly. Yeah. And he only had like one. He was only on "We Try to Stay Alive." I don't mind. No, remember. I thought he was on another song. I think I don't remember. Was he on uh, uh, uh what, what's his joint called? Um, Street Jeopardy. Street Jeopardy. I thought that was Prize Clef and R.O.C. Maybe I guess he wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, but but he was like the breakout star, and it's unfortunate what happened to him. I mean, like I said earlier, he got caught a drug case, and he was in jail for like. A long he went time. in in like 98 yeah. and he just got out like last year 
and stuff. So he was gone forever, and there's still. I, like and there's still like questions whether he was actually it was like a valid charge. Like I mean, yeah, he got caught with it, but I feel like it was certain circumstances that he wasn't supposed to really have it. You know, I look at this drug. playlist and I just try to come up with a few songs and I say, well, if you're gonna listen to a good example, but you gotta listen to this whole thing in its entirety because man, yeah, really because it's like, hard. Like it's probably hard for him to pick singles. I mean, staying alive, easy, Fuji single, yeah. going to November, easy, crossover pill, Guantanamera. But I mean, honestly, it just flows so well. And the best thing about this album is the skits. <laughs> you like the, the skits? The skits are hilarious. Uh, I think they're okay, but they distracted me from the music. You're not a skit fan. I felt like the skits were important. I though. mean, they're kind of funny. Push it, push it, push it. I don't know, but I, like songs like "Year of the Dragon." I mean, I love "Year of the Dragon." Oh. Yellow cheese bus getting beaten as if I cuss. Lay away another day and strike leaves and let you graze. Fuck the lever bomber. Mama tried to stop. Paranoid because this boy around my neighborhood got shot. Name plate, hair straight, metal braces on my teeth, fat laces on my feet when crack first hits the street. I used to push up on the girl so Gunpowder, man, those songs were really, really good. One of my favorite songs on here is "Bubble Goose." And we were talking when about I got it to earlier. The skit, it was just like, get this out of the way. I want to hear more of these songs. These songs are good. Well, there's there's two. There's actually a there's uh well oh there's a uh, two songs on here I really love it's it's uh Bubble Goose which is him just kind of talking like street talk and telling a couple tales but the hook is just him kind of fucking around but the hook's very catchy and then there's a song on here called Mona Lisa Wyclef doesn't even rap on this shit it's actually the Neville Brothers singing this joint about about love lost and shit and it's it's an amazing record and that's kind of that probably should have been my first sign saying. Clef is going to do, be bigger than what he's doing right now. Because he basically wrote a great R&B record for the Neville Brothers. Yeah. And he and he's put on his album because he, he was involved with it. Mona Lisa, can I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, <laughs> I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, you probably heard this album. If not, it's good to go you should revisit it. it. It's one of the few I've, albums I've ever actually bought. I mean, I've been a I bought this too. since back in the I day, bought but I bought too. this shit. Um, I, I got my first copy off of you because you had the edited version, didn't you? No, no, not for this album. I've had a lot of other. No, no, you're right. Best. This one wasn't edited. I yeah. taped this off of you, and then I actually bought a copy, and it got stolen when I went to college. So I don't currently own a copy. We're still looking for you, person that stole that album. Deal. <laughs> take that. Take that. Hyphen go hard. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll, we'll leave it on that. But it, the, the the final note is, um, the best thing about Wyclef Jean the Carnival, it still stands up. Like if this album came yeah. out today, it would it would still stand. In up. fact, you might even appreciate it more now than what you did when it came out. Probably, probably so. Probably because you're dying from Fuji, lack of Fujis in your life. So. Exactly. I understand that <laughs> completely. So let's see. You picked Carnival. I did. Where are we gonna go next with this? I think go a different angle. I'm going to go with most deaf and solid quality. R. Black, Black Star. <laughs> Our forces combined. Captain Planet. He's. Okay. Anyway. This is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. Easily. I mean, it, I, I like most it came deaf, out of nowhere. Quality. It yes, came it out of nowhere. It's one of the best things ever about it. Like, who the hell are these guys? Right. Holy shit. They just changed hip hop. <laughs> you ain't lying. And. Honestly, when I heard the first single, um, this came out in O2, by the way. The first single was Ruckus. Respiration, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, no, no, no. no. Redefin- Redefin- no. Definition? Definition, there you go. One, two, three. 
Most definitely quality. Like, when I first heard that and I heard most doing that little accent and stuff, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I saw it on Rap City because this one I, like, used to, oh, this one I used to show music videos and TV kids <laughs> on, uh, on, the, on the regular channels. And you didn't have to go all the way to MTV Jams if you want to hear some rap. Now, um, <laughs> don't sound bitter enough, I'm telling uh, no, but I saw the video, and I remember, like, the video, they're in the van, and they're driving around, like, one, two, three, I'm like, I'm like, man, that's some kind of Jamaican, uh, hip-hop hi- uh, hybrid, like, reggae hip-hop hybrid, I don't think I'm really gonna be into this, or whatever, and, and like, I don't know, like, I, I started listening to the song, and eventually it just grew on me, like, that beat is just ridiculous, and it, it grew on me. From the first to the last of it, delivery is passionate. The whole and not the half of it. Forecasting aftermath of it. Projectile and I'm blasted away. Accurate assassin shit. Me and Quali close like Bethlehem and Nazareth. After this, you be pressing rewind on top of your master. This shining like an asterisk for all those that you gather. Connecting like a roundhouse from the townhouse to the town. I became a Black Star fan officially on uh, Respiration. With comments on Respiration. Wow, Respiration is just such an incredible yeah. song. It really is. And like and the thing is, is respiration is not even it's an incredible song, but it's not a song where it's like somebody will say, Hey, listen to this. Like yeah. uh, like now somebody say, listen to this, this is a dope hip hop song. Because it's a it's a classic now. Oh my god, we broke our rule. <laughs> oh. This this is kinda classic. But we don't care. Black Star is considered classic, <laughs> but only by a select few. Like there are people that are like, Man, I love Solid Quality, man, he did that get bot song. Yeah. If that's what you first think of when you think of Tyler Quality, you probably don't know about this. Kill album. yourself. So it, it's a classic <laughs> in and of itself and what it, it brought to what I'm going to say conscious hip-hop, if you want to label it like that. But outside of that, with commercial success, lots of people still don't know about this album. No. And probably should, because there are some damn good albums or uh, songs on this album. And lyrically... Astronomy is amazing. Ooh. Like, honestly, like... Like, Talib can go work with whoever he wants. He can do songs with Kanye. He can do songs with, not take anything away from him and Hot, Hot Tech's um, groove. And actually, Hot Tech produced a lot, produced some of this. So I can't really say anything too bad about Hot Tech. But you can take Talib and put him with him and Hova. Him and Jay Z could do a whole album together. And it would not match the chemistry that most Steph and Talib quality have. Definitely. Like, and- there, there is no most Steph or Talib without the other. Like, even when they're solo albums or whatever. And I like the beats on this album, the too, beats man. The really beats good. were fucking incredible. Yeah. They were insanely incredible. And just to... Now, if you listen to this, uh, we just mentioned Respiration. And Respiration is easily one of my favorite songs on the album. And uh, the hook, I think, is a really good uh, indication of lyrically what you can expect on this album. Even yeah. though Most Death is the one that spit that... Uh, basically, it goes. Uh, let's see. Crunchy onion chicken. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yo, Lisa's not here." Yeah, I mean, something that was crunchy ad. on the chicken. Well, that's what happens when I try to read things online. So instead of just going off the top of my head like I should, but I want to make sure I don't miss anything here because I want to do this justice. Because really, this will blow your mind. Yeah. And if hyping was better, hype man, he would have hyped this up really Sorry. hard right now. No, no, Sorry. but seriously, here's the build up. Here's the build up. All right, look, Chivalry's gonna drop some knowledge on you straight from Todd Lib Quali at most definition. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so the hook goes so much on my mind that I can't recline, blessing holes in the night till she bled sunshine. 
Breathe in, inhale vapors from bright stars that shine. Breathe out. Weed smoke retrace the skyline. Heard the bass ride out like an ancient maiden call. I can't take it, y'all. I can feel the city breathing, chest heaving against the flesh of the evening. Sigh before we die like the last train leaving. Breathing in deep city breaths Sitting on shitty steps We stooped to new lows Hell froze the night the city slept The beasts crept through concrete jungles Communicating with one another And ghetto birds where waters fall From the hydrants to the gutters The beasts walk the beats But the beats we be making You on the wrong side of the track Looking visibly shaking Taking them plungers Plunging to death That's painted by the numbers With crawl on the ply pressure Cats is playing God But having children by a lesser baby mother But fuck it We played against each other like puppets Swear when you got cool <laughs> That's a hook And you're like that's wow a, That's a deep ass hook right there like that's not your typical yeah. hook fair you know it's not like put your hands in the air and grab the bitch's ass no it's not, yeah. we're not on that level this is some real shit comparing breathing to the city i mean and the whole song is about that yeah and you think okay what other albums were coming out during this time what were they talking about well let's see uh jiggy era <laughs> yeah it came out in 98 so we're dealing we're dealing with the remains of the jiggy era yeah so right. this is so powerful at this time and the thing is this is what i think is something that gets overlooked at least with this album is there is really kind of a a black pride within the album like most deaf yeah. and solid quality on this album are not afraid to tell you i'm black and it's okay like i'm, I'm black and that's a powerful they're thing. one of the few artists that still do that really because like there will be like a couple lines here and there from like your from name your favorite rapper about how I'm black and he'll can be complaining normally, <laughs> but like they they really um, they uh, they embrace their blackness and it's, it's really a beautiful thing and they don't overdo it. It's not like Afrocentric, like my brother, my brother, we hate the white man. But like no, yeah. it's not like that. They they accept they're black and they love that they're black and they're proud of it. And you don't see that a lot in just in everyday black people. I feel like I feel like they they do that a service in their music. Exactly. They're saying, I'm black, and that's something for me to be proud of. There's a, a lot of rich culture and history, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But yet, it's not militant about it, but it's not also like... Fight the power! Yeah, but it's also not like, oh, I'm going to be a hustler, or I'm going to be jiggy, or I'm going to be... It's just something that's, else. So like, that's actually huh. one of the things that has always kind of pushed me away from Public Enemy. I, like, I appreciate Public Enemy, and I listen to her every now and then, but... The whole pro pro black thing was always so in my face a little bit. It kind of bugged. Well, me. that was meant to be in your. I know face. it was in like, my. I know it was I meant mean, to no, be. No, I mean it's like controversial. Even if it wasn't exactly what they were thinking, like they uh, even kind of contradicted themselves sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you go back and you look at some of the crazy stuff that happened between them behind the scenes, and it is. It is yeah. If you ever want to read more about that. Uh, can't Stop, Won't Stop by uh, I think Jeff Chang is the guy I wrote it. Yeah, that sounds right. It has like a whole topic just on. Public we have enemy. mentioned this before. It, it'll really make you think differently about a lot of different things in music. We expect but the check, Jeff. The Afrocentric part of Black Star makes Black Star what it is. And right. I mean, it's I mean their name, name. <laughs> their name is name. Black Star. Uh, like, this is easily one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. And it's a damn Definitely. shame they haven't been able to put out more music. Yes. I mean, they have solo, but not together. And since. this is back when Ruckus was. The best hip hop label for lyricists, yeah. easily. This is the this is Ruckus's like third release that they yeah. ever put out, and they 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 didn't expect it to take off. And hell, I I think it barely went gold. Like I don't think it's platinum or anything like that. That's I think so it's sad. barely gold. So but yeah, I could gush about this, this cha- album for a long time. This ushered in. This is part. I feel like this album is as big as 
another album we're going to talk about as in ending the Jiggy era because it brought it, it brought back the basics of um <clears throat> of the street credibility and the raw lyricism. It brought Definitely. that back to the forefront that and all that had been lost because Biggie had died. I mean, yeah, Biggie. It was only a year after Biggie's album came out, but I mean, like Life After Death. Uh, it was basically as pop of a hip hop album as you get. I mean, it was a crossover appeal throughout that whole album, despite it being, in my opinion, a dope album. But like, I feel like there was a, a death, almost like a, a, almost like a death of lyricism that was like almost like Puffy had casted this spell and all like over hip hop. And like you had Mace, and then he was dumbing down the locks and stuff. And that's who was at the forefront of hip hop coming into 1998. And I feel like they just helped bring back that grittiness. Definitely. That real back to hip hop. So absolutely check this album out. I feel good. I said some poignant shit, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you have your moments. All right, so I took it there. I had to include that in this list. What you got next? You have reached the end of Hip Hop Manifesto Side 1. Please press stop, press eject, take your tape out, turn it over, Put it back into your cassette player, close the door, and press play to continue.